0: All right. Hi, folks. Welcome aboard Philip Ward Show. We have a task that needs completing tonight. I want to dedicate this program, and by the end of it, I want everyone to realize just how much of a failure of an administration Joe Biden, Joe Unity Biden is overseeing right now. We'll get to the border, D.C. statehood. Packing the Supreme Court, the legislative filibuster, abolishing the Electoral College, the Green New Deal, climate change, all of it we're going to get into. And why we proudly count down the days until this administration is gone. See you later. Out of here as far as the United States of America goes, which we announce 1,368 days left to go. Now. Before we get into all that though, I read this piece in the Washington Times today, and it was just too good to not share with you. Let me give you a headline here. It's written by Kelly Sadler, and she writes, White, I can't I can't even get through it without snickering and chuckling. White liberals more likely to have a mental health Condition. I read the headline and I thought, "Oh yeah, no, no kidding. Have you met some of them? Have you met? Have you seen how whacked out and crazy and psychotic they really are?" I saw uh, there was a video. Uh, I think it was uh, either Monday or Tuesday. This white liberal is yelling at a white police officer, and the police officer says, "All right, I'm going to go call my black wife now." And she says, "You can still be racist." Even if you have a black wife. See, you don't get it. It's systemic. And then there's a black police officer that tells the white liberal, you have no idea what you're talking about. White liberals, by the way, I think it was in Argentina, who were jumping around screaming naked. All for abortion. All so that they could produce a child and make sure that that baby is killed. I mean, those are the things that white liberals advocate for do those those people sound sane to you i don't think so anyway here we go white liberals are more prone to mental health disorders than individuals who identify as conservative or moderates and this is according to pew research center survey 62 percent of whites who classify themselves as liberal or very liberal now i've met liberal white people in my life and first of all good lord i hope you never have to experience that for yourself but very liberal i i mean what is that like like three liberals combined together and then you get this super ultra liberal oh my goodness great i mean <laughs> good lord anyway so they identify as very liberal liberal 62% of the whites and they have been told by a doctor that they have a mental Health condition. That's compared to 26 percent of conservatives and 20 percent of moderates. Young white people. Now these are the people that go to college and are indoctrinated by the Marxist professors that are teaching them. And remember, 90 percent of professors and teachers are are Democrat. And pooh you don't even you can read that, but you just talk to them for a few minutes and you'll understand. Anyway, so that uh, young white people who identify as very liberal we're almost one and a half times more likely to report mental health problems than those who considered themselves liberal so they're 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 just liberal right they're a little they're 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 over there you know they're on the left there's probably no way for them to come back but then as senator john kennedy pointed out and called them which i believe we should run with this term for a long while the Wokaristas. So the Wokaristas who are left of Lenin, as he pointed out, those must be these so-called very liberals. So those very liberal people, young white people, get this number again, one and a half times more likely to report that they have a mental health issue. Some ain't, go, ain't going right inside that head than those who consider themselves liberal. <laughs> so she writes, although the Pew study was published last year, Zach Goldberg, a doctoral candidate, consolidated the data on Twitter, the Twitter box, where the majority of the American people don't even have a Twitter box account. That's why it's just a box that liberals, and imagine the very liberals going in there and, and just, just pronouncing their, their hatred and how much Donald Trump is such a racist when those racist conservatives, those, oh, those Republicans, oh, they make me want to kneel down and start screaming. Bloody murder. Remember after Trump was inaugurated, there was that there was that white woman who had must be considered one of these very liberal people. Just goes down there. Ah! Just starts screaming. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Good Lord. Anyway, so this is Zach Goldberg. Consolidates this date on Twitter. Sparked a column by news magazine Evie, Evie, however you want to pronounce it, I'm pretty sure it's Evie, trying to dissect why this actually is. So Mr. Goldberg speculated the disparity may be because white liberals were more likely to seek mental health evaluations than other ideologies. This could be a simple and true answer. Yet there's a lot of drawbacks, though, to believing in liberalism, which remember, any place on this earth where liberalism has been tried, it has never, ever, ever succeeded. Then they had to get those big, strong, racist Republicans in to fix the mess that the liberals left. She writes the entire ideology, quote, forces its followers to wallow in feelings of helplessness. And victimhood uh, as opposed to building resiliency against hardship which combats depression and and, and, and I mean if victimhood feelings of helplessness look at the way that white liberals treat blacks look at what the argument of the Democrat Party is right now when it comes to the Georgia voting bill blacks don't uh, Joe Biden himself blacks don't have access to computers I uh, hello Joe It's 2021. It's not a racial jungle out there anymore. Like you yourself said in 1977. On top of that, they think that blacks, they, no, it's voter suppression. Because blacks can't have a driver's license or a photo ID. That is their stance on it. That's why they call it voter suppression. I mean, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I have too much trust in the black community. But I think that blacks in this country, they probably do have a driver's license or a photo ID. Anyway, I have digressed here. So anyway, let's continue on. Evie was also quick to point out liberals may also be susceptible to, quote, white guilt and savior narratives, which, guess what, brings them down, especially given last summer's continued Black Lives Matter riots. Misinformation may also be fueling their decline in mental health. Americans who identify as liberal or very liberal believe, get this now, this is what these people actually think. They believe 1,000 or more unarmed black men were murdered by police in 2019. This is according to a survey produced by Skeptic.com. Well, in reality, it was only 12. They think it's over a thousand. Yet, this perception reinforces their belief in their quote white privilege and continued self-loathing. Other polls show liberals have bought into the mainstream media's panic porn surrounding COVID-19 more than other ideologies. Remember, these other ideologies those 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 dang downright awful conservatives they actually, they actually know the facts behind COVID. And that COVID, if you have it, well, the survival rate on that bad boy, 99.9999999%. Now, also, this believing in this COVID fear that the mainstream media is putting on them, this also causes more stress and fear. The vast majority of Democrats Overestimate the probability of being hospitalized and dying from COVID. This is a survey found by uh, done and Gallup. There's only a 1 to 5% chance of somebody with COVID having to be hospitalized. Yet 41% of Democrats believe there's a greater than 50% chance. Only 10% of Democrat respondents in the survey knew the correct answer. What does that tell you? What does that right there tell you about the Democrats in our country? That they're listening to propaganda, CNN. That they're watching MSDNC who have peddled into their minds. COVID is going to kill you. If you have it, it is a death sentence. There's no way back ever. You better wear that mask. Wear two masks. Wear three masks. Why stop there and put on four masks? Make yourself look like a real idiot. Wear it when you're outside. Wear it when even if you're away, you're six feet away from people. Put that mask on. I mean, these people are insane, but I feel kind of bad for them. They're listening to the mainstream media who is making these people this crazy. With all this misinformation, it's not surprising why Democrats are afraid to take their masks off, even after they've been vaccinated or outdoors. And also, probably, why liberal governors have been reluctant to reopen their states. That's it, It's all politics at this point in time. Look at Texas. Oh, that Greg Abbott. Oh my God, he's going to kill Texans if he reopens his state. Well, he did it. And guess what happened? The number of deaths from COVID went down. The number of people infected with COVID right right back down along with deaths. I mean, probably the biggest mistake when we look back at COVID and when it, you know, the China virus, Kung flu, Wuhan virus, whatever it is that you want to call it, it did come here from China. That is factual information. It's not racist like the mainstream media will tell you. When we look back at COVID, I believe that we're going to say, why did we ever shut this country down? Never throughout history have we quarantined healthy people. Never have we ever done that. But it all changed because of COVID, because we believed what these so called experts said. You know, I was listening to Glenn Beck the other week, and he said, well, these experts are exactly that. They're nothing but experts. Why would we still believe them? Because, I mean, Dr. Fauci was telling us about a year ago, don't wear masks. Ah, You you don't have to wear masks. They're not going to help anything. They're just going to make people feel more comfortable. But yet we're still running around wearing masks. At this point, masks are a symbol of power. Because you believed in COVID and how bad it is. I'm not going to sit on this program and tell you that COVID ain't real. I understand that people have died from it. But with the way that the mainstream media talk about it it is nothing as bad as what they're telling you. But Democrats, and as this research shows, Democrats are going to believe anything that the mainstream media tell them. And by the way, it could also be another factor that contributes to their mental decline. All right, we got more news that we have to get into. Now, this is what I want to really push home the point that... This Biden administration is doing absolutely nothing to help the American people. They care more about illegal aliens than they actually do this country. They're trying you know we uh, spoke yesterday about the peace and American greatness that uh, Victor Davis Hansen wrote about, how much ruin do we have left in this country? Well, if, if Joe Biden is president for longer than 1368 days, we'll have nothing left. They will have probably successfully created their socialist utopia that they are completely obsessed with building. There's still people that are fighting back, though. One of them is Texas, the great state of Texas. So, this will, I want to go through and highlight all of the failures of the Biden administration and how this Biden agenda will fail. We start with the Washington Times texas sues biden to force covid rules to apply to illegal immigrants at the border texas attorney general ken paxton sued president biden today asking federal courts to make the federal government follow its own covid rules when it comes to illegal immigrants jumping the border we've already known from the tests that were being seen at the border by ice by border control that these illegal aliens are coming into this country. They're bringing COVID with them. Paxton, Attorney General of Texas says, Homeland Security has released tens of thousands of illegal immigrants into the country, despite uh, CDC and uh, pandemic emergency order calling for the migrants to be expelled. Quote, more Texans will be exposed to COVID-19. More Texans will contract COVID 19. More Texans will die from COVID 19. And Texas will incur significant costs in terms of health care and law enforcement resources. That's what Paxton is arguing in his lawsuit. During the Trump administration, most of the new illegal arrivals were being immediately expelled back to Mexico under the CDC order, Title 42. The Biden administration, though, oh, Donald Trump can't do a thing right we, we whoa, whoa whoa whoa, whoa, we can't give we can't give that orange bad man credit for anything. The Biden administration though has altered that policy. Texas has been the chief location for the new arrivals. Paxton said there is room for case by case exceptions to the CDC rules, but he said the Biden administration has gone well beyond that to mass releases, so they're on the border and 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 by the way and we've gone through this before but with this Biden administration remember these are the facts that we're getting DHS has already claimed that we are going to have 117,000 unaccompanied children just this year alone the biggest migrant surge that we have ever seen In 20 years, remember last month in March that we had the most unaccompanied minors coming to the border in literally this country's history. In September of 2021, we are expecting as many as 26,000 unaccompanied minors. After all of this, what did Joe Biden have to do? He had to broker an 86 million dollar deal so that uh, to allow illegal aliens to stay in hotels. So on the border. Open border, open border policies, total failure from the Biden administration. Now, today, D.C. statehood, right? Because we explained that this was going to be coming. This is what they wanted to pass. And after they try and pass it, well, the House has already passed it. They want to pass Puerto Rico, give statehood to Puerto Rico. Why? Because they believe that they will have four more Democratic senators. And that those new states will always vote Democrat. Today the house passes dc statehood bill to make district 51st state after a heated floor debate and there was some there was this one democrat just went off the rails uh in this debate so anyway the divided house today passed legislation to make washington dc the 51st state and to grant its more than 700,000 residents full representation in congress the strictly party line vote in the house 216 to 208. All Republicans rejecting the statehood bill, dubbed HR 51, legislation has support from President Biden, but faces long odds of passing in the 50-50 split Senate. You have this guy here, Mondare Jones is his name, representative uh, from New York. This is what he says here. Quote, one of my House Republican colleagues said that D.C. shouldn't be a state because the district doesn't have a landfill. My goodness, with all the racist trash my colleagues have brought to this debate, I can see why they're worried about having a place to put it. Now, Republicans immediately, as for Jones's words to be struck, the freshman Democrat ultimately agreed to withdraw his statements. Well, prior to that though, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi cheered the statehood passage as a quote, momentous day for American democracy statehood for the District of Columbia is about showing respect for our democracy Pelosi said remember this is the same Nancy Pelosi says, thank you George Floyd for sacrificing your life up there thank you thank you for sacrificing your life for justice George that's the same Nancy Pelosi saying that again probably make the argument that George Floyd would rather be alive right now she added uh it's well past the time to grant them the rights they have been fighting for, and that they deserve. So, border open border policies failure, DC statehood failure. And by the way, it ain't go, it, it shouldn't go anywhere in the Senate. I say that I don't know if uh, I have a lot of trust in, in all those Republicans. You would want to hope. So I mean, there's a solid foundation of republicans that will vote it down and you get the romney's the sass the murkowski's the collins but they shouldn't have the votes to pass that uh in the senate open border failure dc statehood failure we move on packing the supreme court senator ted cruz today saying and uh senator ted cruz was out in front of the supreme court yeah one of those political moves to uh protect the supreme court has a big sign up, no to court packing. Uh, It was uh, joined by Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, as well as Senator Lindsey Graham from uh, South Carolina. Quote, you didn't see Republicans when we had control of the Senate try to rig the game. You didn't see us try to pack the court. And he's absolutely right in saying that. And by the way, just in case you hear any stupid moronic Democrat try and say, well, that's exactly what Republicans did. Look at how they got Amy Coney Bear Pat. Bah, 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 bah. Nine is a good number. That was from Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who the Democrats loved. She is a liberal icon. She can do no wrong. But I guess, according to the Democrats, now that she's dead and gone, it's okay to just go back on her words and they don't believe her anymore she said quote nine seems like a good number if, if you put any more justices on the supreme court then it's going to look as though it's partisan well democrats aren't respecting that democrats want to add four more justices on the court to make sure that they have a uh, uh uh seven to six majority on the court and ted cruz is right now when they say republicans did pack the court though look at they had a coney bear okay so for a justice to be confirmed on the Supreme Court, here's what needs to happen the president uh, the president puts a nominee forward then the Senate votes to either confirm or deny that nomination. The American people gave the majority in the Senate to the Republicans the American people in 2016. Gave the power to put that nomination forward to the president. That being Donald Trump. A Republican president and a Republican Senate. As voted on by the American people. It wasn't packing the court at all. It was the constitutional correct way to go about filling the ninth and final seat. By the way, it's a woman on the Supreme Court. Democrats don't care when it's a conservative woman though. Now, Ted Cruz today released this, uh, what's it called, thread on the Twitter box. Here's what, and this is a political poll here. Nearly half of voters continue to oppose Supreme Court expansion. Voters were asked if Congress should pass a law to allow more than nine justices to serve on the Supreme Court or allow nine justices to serve. So in October, you had... Only nine justices, that from all voters received 45% support. The latest polling showed that 46%, it even went up, want only nine justices. You had more than nine justices, 26% got that, 26% the latest. By the way, this is from October and then November. Now Democrats, Ooh, more than nine justices, 43% of Democrats in this poll said they want it. That stayed the same here with the latest poll. 25% said they want only nine justices. Remember, these are Democrats. 25% of Democrats oppose packing the court. This only went up in the latest polling. 28% say they are they want nine justices. Democrats. Independents. 20% say they want more than nine justices. That number went down to 17%. Only nine justices. Independents. in October, latest polling shows 47% want only nine justices. With the Republicans, more than nine, only 11% want that. That went to 9% being the latest. 69% in October, only nine justices. Now the latest polling shows Republicans 72% support only having Nine justices. By the way, the other one that you can don't know or have no opinion. So Senator Ted Cruz releases that. Then he releases this video, and this is in 1983. Joe Biden, right? Joe Biden called FDR's move to pack the Supreme Court. Said, "Quote: It was a bonehead idea." Yeah, he even said it twice. It was a bonehead idea. That was Joe Biden, 1983. What happened now to Joe? Oh, he's controlled by the radical left. That's what happened. Anyway, he said, quote, it was a terrible, terrible mistake to make. And it put in question there for an entire decade, the independence of the Supreme Court. He also released another video from Joe Unity. Biden should also listen to 2005 Joe Biden when he praised Democrats for standing up to fdr's 1937 plan to pack the supreme court biden said quote in an act of great courage roosevelt's own party stood up against this institutional power grab even as recently as 2019 joe biden quote i would not get into court packing we had three justices next time around we lose control they had three justices. We begin to lose any credibility that the court has. He says, uh, Senator Ted Cruz says Biden was on to something when he said in 2019 no, I'm not prepared to go on and try to pack the court because we'll live to rue that day. Now, it wasn't just Joe Biden who's against court packing. 2019, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Nine. quote, this is her exact quote now. Liberal Democrat icon. I mean, she they she is loved as far as Democrats are concerned, she's up in heaven right now having a big, long conversation with FDR. Quote from Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Nine seems to be a good number. I think it was a bad idea when FDR tried. If anything, that would make the court appear partisan. It would be court packing. Now, if you don't believe old Biden or older Biden or older than that Biden, just or Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Justice Stephen Breyer, who is currently on the Supreme Court, said that quote: "The Supreme Court of the United States is guided by legal principle, not." politics structural alteration motivated by the perception of political influence can only feed that latter perception further eroding that trust he himself warning against court packing well what do the democrats want to do what is the biden agenda here to pack the supreme court another failure from the biden administration Alright, now let's move on. Legislative filibuster. Went through border, DC statehood, packing the Supreme Court, legislative filibuster. Republicans, this was in Fox News. Republicans pushes uh Republican pushes Biden excuse me to remember campaign promises on the filibuster. January twenty twenty. Then candidate Joe Biden was asked, like his Democratic primary opponents, of, of any support. Of expanding the Supreme Court or abolishing the filibuster or abolishing the Electoral College or setting term limits for Supreme Court justices Biden responded to that question asked by the New York Times editorial board with an emphatic none quote because that structural change requires constitutional amendments it raises problems that are more damaging than the problem that exists Representative Brian Mass was the one uh, from Florida was the one that posted that clip this was uh last week now in the Heritage Foundation Thomas Jipping senior legal fellow uh, Center for Legal and Judicial studies writes a piece last month Senator Joe Biden versus President Joe Biden quote a filibuster problem he writes as senator in 2005 biden explained at its core the filibuster is not about stopping a nominee or a bill it's about compromise and moderation well the house is thus designed for action the senate for deliberation and moderation the combination of these two different approaches in one legislative process keeps too much power from ending up in too few hands in 2005 Biden accurately described why extended debate has been the most defining feature of the Senate as a legislative body for more than two centuries. He says, obviously, no matter which party controls at any given time or which issues are on the legislative plate, extended debate frustrates the majority by empowering the minority. That's the point. It's the way the Senate is designed senator biden argued in 2005 that politics should be fought quote within the strictures and requirements of the senate rules despite the short-term pain that understanding has served both parties well and provided long-term gains so you see how biden's against the legislative filibuster ba- uh ba- uh against abolishing the legislative filibuster back in 2005 well, now President Biden apparently rejects old Senator Biden's position. The former claims that there were a total of 58 uh, eight motions to break the filibuster between 1917 and 1971. And that, quote, there were five times more than five times that many in 2020 alone. But he's padding the numbers by counting cloture motions as filibusters. This claim has several glaring errors. First, a cloture motion is not a motion to break a filibuster. To repeat, a filibuster occurs not at the beginning of the cloture process when the question whether to end debate is merely asked. A filibuster occurs at the end of the process when a cloture vote fails and answers that question in the negative. Second, the filibuster is a tool of the minority. By using 2020 as his comparison and supposed proof that filibusters have exploded, Biden was laying the blame squarely, guess on who? His fellow Democrats. They forced the Senate to employ the cloture process to end debate because they refused to do so informally by unanimous consent. He says third, Biden didn't mention that during the 1917 and 1971 period, only 16% of cloture motions actually passed. In other words, the Senate resorted to the cloture process when there were actual serious debates that required a more formal approach for the Senate to do its work. Says now we can see how the scheme really works. Democrats refuse to cooperate in the ordinary process of ending debate scheduling votes on bills forcing the majority to use the time-consuming cloture process instead now though now Democrats decry the supposed filibuster explosion and say the practice yep, must be abolished even said it's a Jim Crow relic it's so racist right So that is the legislative version of the man who killed his parents and begs for leniency. Why? Because he's an orphan. So you have open borders, you have D.C. statehood, you have the packing of the Supreme Court, and you have abolishing the legislative filibuster. What else is the bind agenda? Well, he's taking cues clearly. From the radical leftist base in his party, and that is no more apparent than the Brookings Institute. Remember, Brookings is the is the Democrat think tank that remember produced the subsource for the Steele dossier. Igor Danchenko wrote a piece on it in Russia, uh, on Russia. Brookings, from October of 2019, now you see the mainstream media helps in the process here of abolishing the Electoral College. Brookings writes in 2019. It's time to abolish the Electoral College. They wrote again, December 9th, 2020. How to get rid of the Electoral College. Wasn't just Brookings now. Washington Post, op-ed. Abolish the Electoral College, November 2020. December 5th, 2020. Abolishing the Electoral College again in the Washington Post. New York Times. March seventeenth, twenty twenty. Why we should abolish the Electoral College? He even came to Congressman Steve, Cohen, who got so. Oh, if you see the video today of of Representative Cohen just getting mad, just pound him on that gavel in his uh, House House uh, Committee duties. It, it, it unbelievable. He was so raging. I think it was that Representative uh, Chip Roy from Texas. Oh my God, he was see. He, he was so angry he was po- eh, da, ah, da. As a pounding on a desk anyway january 8th 2021 congressman cohen will introduce resolution to abolish the electoral college that you better believe that's what joe biden wants that's what the democrat party wants because they want power and no one should ever oppose that Okay, so as we continue on with the failures of the Biden agenda, this is what we had two days ago, which we never really got to because we had a whole lot of news to get into, but AOC Progressive's kickoff, fresh Green New Deal push with multiple pieces of legislation. Members of the Progressive squad, by the way, that includes Ayanna Presley, who looks like an egg on television because she shaved her head. I don't know why she's done that. You have uh Islam Omar of the Squad Oh, Islam Omar. Before we go any further today, saying it was uh, a at, at 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 Deontay Wright's funeral in uh there was the Brooklyn Center uh shooting where the uh, police officer said taser, taser, t- uh, officer, da da da, da 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 Kim Potter, uh, who was calling for a taser and actually shot the man who was resisting arrest, uh saying that it's a quote, tragedy. The death of Micaiah Bryan. Oh, we got more to get on to uh, Micaiah Bryan as the program unfolds. But remember Micaiah Bryan who was going to stab a girl. The girl in the pink in the video. If you haven't seen it, going to stab her probably to death. But you know because the officer saved that little black girl in the pink's life. Oh, well, gee that's a, that's a tragedy. How dare he do that. Uh, also in the squad AOC herself the, the, the ringleader there. Um, and then Rashida Tlaib, who wants to abolish the police. Uh, members of the progressive squad rallied around a new push for the Green New Deal on Tuesday with separate bills for public housing, a civilian climate core, and funding for cities. AOC, for so long, our movement toward a sustainable future has been divided with really just this false notion that we have to choose between our planet and our economy. And by the way, uh, Joe Biden is all in for AOC's Green New Deal. He said it in the, on the campaign trail. He said, my plan goes further than the Green New Deal. I mean, how can anything go further than the Green New Deal? I have no idea. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a fighter in Congress. I got to be honest, I, I like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I really do. QAnon stuff, whatever. You know, you Get over it. She's a fighter. i I, I think she's tremendous for the Republican Party. She tweeted this yesterday. I'm glad I ran into you today AOC to plan our debate about the Green New Deal. After I finish reading all 14 pages like we agreed, I'll schedule time for our debate. She posted a follow-up video to that um, today saying I've read all 14 pages of your communist manifesto and I am ready to debate you whenever. MTG versus AOC. Who wouldn't want to see that? Oh, I'll tell you who. AOC, because she will get annihilated, completely destroyed in a debate by Marjorie Taylor Greene. AOC believes she's smart because she has a degree in economics, right? Marjorie Taylor Greene, though, has a passion for this country. Passion will always, always outweigh education. That's why Marjorie Taylor Greene will annihilate her in a debate. Uh, Now, Larry Kudlow, back to the Green New Deal, Larry Kudlow warning today, Biden climate change, tax plans mean less investment, productivity, family income, and growth. Larry Kudlow on Fox Business says, quote, I'm all for the earth, but I'm not for, by the way, I think it's Earth Day today or something. What do we even do? What do we say? Happy birthday to the Earth Good to be on the Earth or Earth Day. You know, all right, cool. The Earth's here. It's been cold in Buffalo Day. Well, I really wish we had some of that global warming, right, Democrat Party? Anyway, back to uh, Larry Kudlow. said today, I'm all for the earth, but I am not for these climate change policies that are coming out. I am not a climate denier. I know there's a human element to the carbon emissions story. I also know there are natural elements to the carbon story. What we learned today is that President Biden wants to slash the level of carbon emissions to be 50% lower in 2030 than the level of 2005. It says, presently, we are 12% lower. We also learned that President Biden intends to double the capital gains tax, essentially taking it up from 20% to 40%. The 3.5% Obama surtax on investment remains the same. He says, the Senate GOP, unveil its own infrastructure plan with about $650 billion price tag and no tax increases on business or investments. They are properly substituting user fees, P3, public-private partnerships, local bonding, all of which can finance traditional infrastructure without big tax hikes. It says, now let's talk about the capital gains tax hike. First, since it seemed to rock the stock market, As advertised before, Team Biden wants to move the base rate from 20 to 39.6%. So that tax investments income as ordinary income. The 3.8% surtax won't change. So it's a doubling of the cap uh, gains tax. Now you have to explain to me how a doubling of the primary tax on investment risk is going to yield more investment. You have to explain that to me, he says. You're never going to convince me of this. Now, I go back to my mentor, Art Laffer, who taught us all, if you tax something more, you're going to get less of it. By the way, right then and there, that, that statement, because there's a lot of you know, economic lingo lingering around in here. But it's as simple as that from Art Laffer. If you tax something more, you are going to get less of it. And if you tax something less, guess what? You're going to get more of it. So here we are taxing investment and risk taking a whole lot more and that seems to suggest it will yield a whole lot less investment and growth. It means lower productivity, lower real rate wages excuse me and lower family income which all means lower GDP. So open borders, failure. D.C. statehood, failure. Packing the Supreme Court, Failure, abolishing the legislative filibuster. Failure, abolishing the Electoral College. Failure, Green New Deal, climate change. Failure, 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 failure. That is all we have seen so far from this Biden administration. All right. Anyway, we got more news that we do have to get into today. Micaiah Bryant, neighbor with footage of Micaiah Bryant shooting, says, quote, the video doesn't lie. Now, this is the um, gentleman we spoke about last night, Donovan Brinson, who captured footage of the fatal shooting of Ohio. Uh, It was on Fox News today, uh, and he says that he thought the officer, Officer Reardon, reacted with what he thought was his best judgment. Uh, he said that the officer did what he thought was best, given he only had seconds to react. Uh, the mother of Micaiah Bryant, Paula Bryant, now get this, right? Quote, this never should have happened. She's a loving girl. Well, is she really a loving girl saying, I'm going a, I'm to a stab the F out of you? Uh, Brinson said, from my point of view, watching this, unfortunately, the whole scenario put the officer in a bad spot, regardless of what the situation was um and and uh, the video that was released today literally here's what micaiah bryan said quote i'm gonna stab the f out of you b uh this is from matt walsh while lunging at two unarmed people who were posing no imminent physical threat to her now remember lebron james came out yesterday and said that uh well you're next accountability to that police officer This statement, this is breaking just now. Hot, where's my paper? Hot off the press, Donald Trump has released a statement. Quote, LeBron James should focus on basketball rather than preside. Didn't Laura Ingram say this, by the way? Shut up and dribble. I mean, she was never more correct when it came to LeBron James, LeBron China James. Anyway, uh, Donald Trump, LeBron James should focus on basketball rather than presiding over the destruction of the NBA, which has just recorded the lowest television ratings by far in the long and distinguished history of the league. His racist rants are divisive, nasty, insulting, and demeaning. He may be a great basketball player, but he is doing nothing to bring our country together. You had Joy Behar on The View saying uh, this exact quote. uh, he He said the cop had no choice. And my feeling is, I don't know if that's true. She said, I really can't figure it out anymore. It seems to me, in a situation, I've looked at the tape, and I still can't figure it out. Shoot, listen to this, shoot the gun in the air a warning tase a person shoot them in the leg shoot them in the behind stop them somehow but if the only solution is to kill a teenager there's something wrong with this anyone who says shoot them in the arm shoot them in the leg it's not a video game this this is real life you have less than a second to react right how about this you right then and there you had to react you either shoot or you don't, and you are trained to shoot at the biggest part of the body. Obviously, that being the the uh, torso area, the, the the stomach, whatever you want to call it. So Joy Behar, no idea what she's talking about here. Why And how about Joy Behar, by the way? Could you imagine seeing her be a police officer? Imagine her having to go run a run uh, against someone who's who's running away from her. That wouldn't go well. She'd probably have to take off them darkened sunglasses. Uh She said, even if the cop had to do it, there's something wrong with it. I can't explain it any better than that. We keep talking about this over and over again, and kids still keep getting shot. Notice she forgets to put in the information that Micaiah Bryant was going to stab a girl with a knife. Again, if you don't commit crimes, you don't get killed. MSDNC wasn't much better at all. In fact, they're probably worse than Joy Behar. this woman ms dnc host joy reed led a panel discussion uh you got this uh people are already flipping out from i have compassion for george floyd's family to oh that one she deserved that she deserved to die joy reed said during the segment rutgers university associate professor go figure another professor said that the black lives matter movement never argued that black people need to be perfect in order for them to deserve dignity and good policing. Quote, this was never the argument that you just get to kill black people. Particularly when they're not being perfect. I think about how perfect the prosecution had to be in order to get the conviction for George Floyd. It had to be impeccable. They had to leave no stone unturned. Or you know what, they could just threaten the, uh, the jury with violence. Maxine Waters, guilty, guilty, guilty. If not, then we're going to get more confrontational. And that seemed to get the result they wanted. Uh, she also said, "And if that is the standard, then no black person is truly going to be safe. If we cannot be having a bad day, I don't know about you, but when I'm having a bad day, I don't think you know what I should probably go outside and say, I'm gonna stab the f out of you, B, and then actually try and attempt to stab a girl. That that's just me though. If we cannot defend ourselves." When we think we're going to get jumped, if we call the cops and they can't show up and tell who the victim is, who the perpetrators are, and they can't use their training to adjudicate regular old everyday community conflict. I mean, it's a total joke. Then says the way she's being talked about because she was a big girl, right? Totally made up, totally made up talking point on MSDNC. Um, Now also, now listen to this, and this is by no means good news in fact it's tragic and sad but if there was a police officer at this scene well maybe this wouldn't happened. family devastated and this is in cincinnati family devastated after 13 year old girl stabbed by former friend during fight dies she said the mother here said i held her i watched her as she died i watched her all I could do was just hold her. It's so sad. You know, it says prayers on Tuesday evening helped ease the heartache, but just barely. There was a cop at that scene that shot the girl trying to stab the other girl, actually stabbed her, killed her. You know, I, I mean, I guess this is what they wanted, though. This is what Joy Behar wanted. This is what MSDNC wanted. This is what LeBron James wanted. And and oh, I guess it's because they were having a bad day. a total joke um officer reardon's a hero as far as i'm concerned that 13 year old girl that got stabbed in cincinnati my my heartfelt prayers and thoughts go out with her family to her family send my condolences very sad um now we got other news here uh breitbart releasing a piece of poll today 73 percent of americans well get this see an oil and gas future majority trust private sector over feds to solve environmental challenges the american petroleum institute by the way this gives me an opportunity to once again bring up the statistics from the american petroleum institute trade group that advocates for the oil and natural gas industry and its stakeholders they wrote about a morning consult poll that shows that a vast majority of people see fossil fuels as the future 73% believe natural gas and oil will be part of the energy landscape for decades to come and should be included in the country's energy policies. Majority of Democrats, Independents, and Republicans uh, agree, according to the poll. 59% believe the world will use more energy in 2050 than it does now. Majority of Democrats, Independents, and Republicans believe more energy will be needed to heat and cool buildings run electrical appliances, travel, grow crops, and more. 55% believe private sector scientists and experts can do better than the federal government solving environmental problems. Only 22% of uh, respondents believe the government will do a better job than the private sector. Now, at the federal government, they want to pass what they want to pass. Again, Joe Biden, we're looking at you. Joe Unity, Joe Lion Biden, says, I ain't going to ban fracking. Then he said, oh, well, uh, maybe I'm in favor of banning fracking. If fracking is banned in this country, $900 billion increase in U.S. household energy costs through 2030, nine years away from that, $7.1 trillion in potential losses to the U.S. economy, By 2030, nine years away, $6.3 trillion less for families, up to 7.3 million fewer U.S. jobs by next year, 2022. The U.S. would import 40% of our oil and petroleum products by 2030, 29% of our natural gas by 2030. Uh, Even with more renewables the u.s would use more coal to generate electricity with a 40 percent increase in coal generation over today that's joe unity biden that's what he wants done he wants to ban fracking and in doing so use this green new idea and green new jobs which i haven't seen any green new jobs yet but again that might just be me Uh, Hey, how about this? Yesterday, the Daily Caller reporting U.S. Postal Service secretly monitoring and reporting social media posts. Now, a new report shows that the U.S. Postal Service has been secretly running a program that monitors American users' social media posts and shares the information with different government agencies, according to a document uh, acquired by Yahoo News according to the document the law enforcement arm of the u.s postal service has been engaged in a previously unknown surveillance effort known as the internet covert operations program it's also known as get this icop uh, to comb through social media sites for quote inflammatory posts which are then reported to the government here's a quote Analysts with the United States Postal Inspection Service uh, Internet Covert Operations Program monitored significant activity regarding planned protests occurring internationally uh, dur- and domestically on March twentieth, 2021. The document marked as law enforcement sensitive says locations and times have been identified for these protests which are being distributed online across all multiple social media platforms get this now to include right wing leaning parlor and telegram accounts the document includes several different screenshots of posts from parlor facebook and other social media sites and says that the surveillance program is monitoring these sites to identify any possible Threats. I mean, get that. Now, this was published by Sharon Weinberger, uh, D.C. Bureau Chief of Yahoo News, runs the exclusive U.S. Postal Service running a covert operation program to monitor American social media posts. Uh, And you had got to give credit to Senator Ted Cruz responding to this yesterday. Finally, he says, an answer to the question, is there any federal agency that's not spying on Americans? I mean, how about that? Talk about scary, right? Be careful what you put on social media posts, especially those right-wing leaning platforms. Ah, oh, those awful, downright nasty conservatives.